How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me slash growth. That's hbs.me slash growth. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, with two-man coverage of the red and gold, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back. It's Locked On Chiefs. Seth here from Arrowhead Pride. We're going to have a great conversation about a number of things that uh, don't relate to Patrick Mahomes since everything else we've been talking about has. Uh, check out the rest of the podcast network for us. Uh, Locked on NFL is doing some great stuff. We're going to have Matt Williamson on here pretty soon. Uh, and you might hear us on the Locked on NFL show as well. Uh, got the draft show, got Vinny Iyer on fantasy. We have all kinds of topics covered. Um, a few things going on in Kansas City that we're going to hit on the O-line, the linebackers, maybe even a little discussion of some of the, uh, the guys who finally got some snaps in the second preseason game as we're getting ready for Friday night's game. So make sure you're following, make sure you're subscribed, make sure you got all that information because that's important. Uh, and we're going to have a ton for you uh, post-game on Friday as well as uh, through next week. So uh, welcome back, Seth. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, well, now that I read through all that, I feel better. <laughs> yeah, that's always the tough part. Now you can breathe. Yeah, I got to let people know where we're at, right? Absolutely. Oh. And Chris, where do you want to start? Because I know we got some interesting topics tonight. Let's go ahead and start where you uh, think you're going to disagree. I want to hear what you guys are going to say about Justin Marshall Lillard. Well, that's going to be an interesting one. If you're listening to this by now, there's probably a piece up somewhere. Hit the timeline because I've been very interested in looking at who are the guys that are going to push for that fourth, fifth spot at the inside linebacker group because there's so much talent that's pretty even, I think. Um, And I'm pretty sure that we agree that – Ramik's in there. KPL, they traded for him, so he's in there, right? What do you guys think of number four? Yeah. I, You know, no one's really jumped out to me. Um, I, now, to be fair, I haven't been looking at inside linebackers all that closely because Ramik Wilson has gotten, like, all the snaps that I've seen. And so, and so I kind of, like, lost interest in it. And I was like, ah, it looks like Marie Ramique's got it. I haven't reviewed his snaps from the second game. He actually impressed me in the first game. And then a couple of the gifts that I did uh, demonstrating Benny Logan's awesomeness, just to, like, get a quick dig in there before we talk about him later. Um, you know, I, I noticed Ramique hitting the hole pretty hard a couple times. And so I kind of was just, I, oddly enough, and this is kind of unusual for me, I've kind of phased it out. I was just like, eh, I think Ramique's got it. That's probably right. And then I just, but yeah, as far as, you know, the fourth or fifth guy, I mean, I think KPL's in there for sure. I think uh, Ligway's in there for sure. Ramik, and then, uh, man, Justin March really fell out of favor. Well, see, and that's where I was going. I I thought maybe he and Josh Malga were going to be fighting for that fourth, maybe even fifth spot, depending on what they have to do at outside linebacker. Mm -hmm. And then Bob Sutton said this today to Therese Paler. And if you guys haven't read this, he's got a piece on Ramik Wilson. Go check out Therese's post at the Star. But Bob replies to to Therese saying, you know, Ramik's in the hunt, quote, unquote. I think he has a great competition between him and Josh, unquote. And that threw me for a loop because I thought Malga looked terrible in the first game. 
<laughs> I thought he got his legs under him in the second game and looked more like him, but I still don't think that's better than Rameek Wilson. Yeah, I. that's a surprising quote. Um, Bob Sutton just loves him some Josh Maga. I, he can't. He, he can't. He can't quit that dude. Um, oh. I, you know, and I mean, it is what it is. I Maga is a. He's not. He's a not horrible player who can be on the field and not be a glaring weakness. I don't think he's very good. I don't think he's ever been very good, and I think he occasionally causes some problems. But he's a willing thumper. He does all right dropping into zone coverage, and he knows the system. And so it could get a lot worse. And so the good thing about a guy like that is you need someone who's at least average to beat him out for the spot. And Rameek, in my opinion, wasn't average last year. Um, as in, he was worse than that. Mm-hmm. And so if he's able to beat him out, well, more power to him, it means he's improved. Because by my eye, he looks like he's improved. And so, yeah, I, Sutton just loves him some MAGA, man. Dude, Chris, are we crazy or am I seeing something totally different from everybody else? I don't think you're crazy. I think MAGA is – I don't think MAGA should be on this team personally. Uh, I think Aligway is obviously going to be the fourth linebacker. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that if they're going to keep five – uh, March Lillard gives them better a better option than Malga does. Granted, uh, he is not a thumper, uh, but I don't think Malga is a guy that is going to really help you on defense. He can't play more than maybe one or two snaps in a series uh, just because he's not going to be the guy that you really want in there for passing downs. Well, I'd, I'd rather have him in there than up against a nine formation on first down, to tell you the truth. I think he can cover a zone all right. And, you know, with a, a mediocre, not an elite athlete backer tight end, I think he's okay. But, man, it's the run game that kills me. What we saw from Ramik, and I think we all commented on last week, was his instinctual, uh, the change in his play where he can attack a little bit more. And Maga doesn't have that. I, I've never seen it from him. He can't take on blocks. It's just, it's the run game that has me a little bit more concerned because I don't want to see Levy and Bill do that again. Yeah, that was gross. Although, to be fair, Josh Maga wasn't in there when Le'Veon Bell did that. True, true. So we can't blame him, although I think he still would have. <laughs> um, but I I think that was, honestly, with Bell, I mean, yeah, that was a big inside linebacker problem, but that was also the fact that, and, you know, I'm not trying to kick a dead horse here, but that was the fact that Dontari Poe got absolutely dominated by Pouncey. R&R wasn't ready, strength-wise, to play against that Steelers line, and Chris Jones was basically a man on an island. The defensive line just got whooped that game. Yeah, and that makes it all the harder on the linebackers. But. Absolutely. It may, makes it a tough job. And DJ's a guy who can compensate for that. Um, Josh Maga is absolutely not. No. And I guess what threw me about this comment from Bob is that kind of it kind of resets the inside linebacker depth chart because now I wonder if Maga's in at four, then I don't know if Justin Marshall Lillard's going to make this team. I I think you're right, which is just bizarre. I have never seen a guy go from like promising young stud to like just nothing. I mean, I reviewed the film for for a podcast a few weeks back, and I thought he had the best film of any of the inside linebackers last year. You know, outside of DJ. And so I was just, I'm, I'm just, I was stunned when he didn't reclaim his spot because he's supposedly healthy. And so I figured he'd come back in, do exactly what he did last year, and win the spot opposite DJ, and instead he's like, you know, he's taking, you know, third and fourth string snaps. He just doesn't look like the same player at all. 
And you know, you know what? That could be true. I haven't like focused on him, but I suppose it's worth noting that when he's playing with the third and fourth string, you remember in previous preseasons, the reason fans started buzzing about him is because he didn't look like he belonged out there with the second and third stringers even because he just looked so much better. Yep. And so now he's just, yeah, he's not doing anything to stand out that I'm recalling. No, but he also significantly. He also didn't look like that in camp. I mean, I know you guys weren't able to see that, but I was there multiple times. He did not look like the same player that I saw two years ago and last year in camp. He just wasn't that guy that was always around the ball because two years ago and a year ago, he was always around the ball, and that was what stood out about him. And it, that's what impressed me about him is that he was always there. He was always flowing to the ball quickly. His speed really helped him in that sense. Yeah, And that's just not there this year. So unfortunate. And I know that Derek Johnson's helped him a bunch. I, I remember seeing over the summer uh, pictures of the two of them hanging out. I know he made a couple of comments on social media about working through some film with Derek. And, and that's something that Ramik also commented on today, that, that Derek's been helping him with film review and getting better at being able to, to do keys and be more instinctual. And, and maybe that's something that Ramik Wilson just was able to adapt and learn from Derek faster than Justin was. I don't know. It's just weird though, because it's not like like what Chris was just talking about. It's not like uh, March is just plateauing and Ramik is passing him that way. It's that March does not look as good. Like he looks like he doesn't look like the same dude. He's just not flashing. It's so weird. I, I haven't seen the speed with him. Is, is really where it goes with me. Sure. Well, and that didn't stand out any less than when they were on. He was on the field with uh, Marcus Leagueway against the Bengals, and you see the two of them play, and go back and check this story or check my timeline. I'll have the gifts up by then that show the differences in the way they attack the ball, and it's it's stark. It it almost looks like you flip their jerseys. It's kind of strange all the way around. You know, a league way is intriguing to me, too. I got a chance to watch a little of his college film. There's almost nothing available. Um, he's got some speed, that guy. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, maybe... Man, I, I I hate to say maybe we're kidding ourselves with March because I feel like he really did flash some traits. It wasn't just like in comparison to a bunch of bad players. He looked good, but it couldn't. Maybe the injury just finally robbed him of a little bit of speed. And in the NFL, you lose 5% of your speed, you're cooked. Well, and I don't want to argue with that, but I will say, wasn't it a hand injury? I mean, obviously, I guess oh, we don't yeah, know all the injuries. True. No, you're uh, absolutely right. I, so, yeah, I have no idea why that would make him slower. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I'm just sitting here I'm thinking, you know, maybe he had more injuries than just the hand, but that was my recollection was it was a hand injury. So I don't know why that should affect his his play at all unless, you know, he's at a point where he's just not – his instincts aren't kicking in. Maybe that's what it is because he was a very instinctual player and he doesn't seem to be right now. So maybe it's not necessarily a lack of speed. Maybe it's a, a lack of uh, love for the game. or And I hate saying something like that, but it just doesn't seem like the same player at all. Right. Well, he's got a chance to turn around. He's still got a, at least another game to put out a performance that uh, maybe we see some some change in the depth chart. I certainly hope so in, in terms of both he and MAGA, but I guess we'll find out. Um 
you've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a tailgate, and I want our style to stand out from the crowd. Just go to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, Old Navy's got all the latest fall styles. Plus, during Old Navy's colossal sale, you'll save up to 50% off store-wide. Did you say up to 50% off? I did, so don't sit on the sidelines. Old Navy has the perfect pants from 19 bucks, stylish dresses from 15 bucks, and comfy tees for the family from just 6 bucks. right now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. We're cheering for Old Navy. High Fashion, Old Navy. Valid 10-2 to 10-10. Select styles only. Let's talk about somebody else that is instinctual, I am pretty certain. And there's yep. this guy. Yep. That, that was my dad. took Jay Howard's <laughs> number, and I'm upset. <laughs> oh, no. Because <laughs> this, is, this is one guy that I think we're going to disagree on a little bit. But tell me what your take was of Benny Logan's action. I, I have to ask you a quick question. How funny would it have been if uh, Benny Logan would have gotten Don Terry Poe's number instead of Jay Howard's? Just want to put that out there. <laughs> I would have enjoyed that. Although it's it is weird seeing Tano out there with the uh, or Tano, however you say his name, with uh uh ninety two. Yeah, that's kind of bizarre. I didn't realize, you know, you don't realize, man, he's been on the team like four or five years. You know, it's just oh, wow. kind of weird. Yeah, life comes at you fast, man. I seen twenty five out there has been freaking me out. Um, but anyway, yeah. Speaking um, of which, do you think he's going to make the Broncos? I don't know. He hasn't played yet. I know that I'm going to tune into. Uh, wait, when is their game? Their third preseason Saturday? game. Saturday. Uh, I just. I'm hoping. I don't think it's the same night as the Chiefs because I might tune into that because supposedly he's going to play a ton of snaps. And if he doesn't, I don't think he makes the team. I'm not sure he makes it. Regardless, they haven't had him play. I, I just don't get it. I mean, but anyway, let's go back to Benny Logan. Oh right, yeah, Benny Logan, the guy. Who now that I'm depressed. Can we talk yeah. about Benny? Well, yeah, absolutely. I, I was just trying to soften you up before we uh oh, we got thanks. into it. Um, I have not reviewed and charted Logan's snaps. Um, what I have done is I've looked at every run play by the Bengals, and they had like no success running against the Chiefs' first team defense. And defense, man, I'm like doing the bridge. I've been appearing with arrowheads abroad too much. I'm like starting to speak with an accent, apparently. Um, <laughs> Brad and Tom had that accent, accent that really pulls you in. Benny Logan. I, I looked at all the, the run defense snaps and pretty much every one of them, not literally every one of them, but pretty much every one of them was preceded by Benny Logan being completely unmoved by the center. And... And on a couple of them, I think I only gift four of them because I was getting bored with it at a certain point. Because <laughs> like, well, it's just the same crap over and over. Like I'm looking right now at my timeline, a, uh, a run. I think that's Mixon trying to follow the fullback into a hole, and you know, Logan gets inside the center's pads, stands him up, moves him right towards where the hole is, and a little backwards, forcing Mixon to to move laterally before he's ready. Ramik hits the hole, Logan helps seal it, and there's just nowhere to run. Just nowhere. And it just happened It happened multiple times, and I was having a hoot and a half with it. Um, their front line, as far as I could tell, and I'll have to look at the, uh, the pass rushing snaps because that's never been his jam, and I noticed they had him out there. Um, I really liked what he did. Um, you could see, you know, the Bengals are a good running team, and they got a pair of good running backs, and they could not do squat against the starting defense. 
And every play that I reviewed that was a run defense snap, Logan was right there in the middle of it. So that was my impression of it. I thought what the limited sample size I saw of him was better than any game in run defense I saw from Dontari Poe last year. And I'll give you that. He, he played well against the run. Maybe a little bit here and there he could have done a little bit better. I actually charted a, a few drives to see what he did. And, and one of them that I was really impressed with, he just – just the strength at the point of attack. There's a big difference, and now I know why he's going to be better in at the nose tackle position in this defense than he was as a three tech in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And I thought his better his best snaps were always in the middle, in my opinion, uh, at least against the Bengals. And I thought when he moved out to the five, I think that cost him some. Um, I didn't see a whole lot of snaps in the three, but that wasn't that great either. My big thing was. He split doubles a couple of times nicely. He had a couple of impressive stops, um, but he missed a bunch of tackles, at least two, and another one that I attributed to him because I thought he, he should have been in the position, but he lost some steam. I, I think Benny Logan's not quite in shape yet, and that's fine. He's been sitting out for quite a while. Um mm-hmm. But I think his best attributes are against the run and drawn doubles, and I'd like to see him clean up those tackling a little bit. So I'm well, I'm excited about him. I don't think I'm totally ecstatic about where he's at right now, especially with the Patriots looming week one. I think I think I can be on board with that. I haven't um, I haven't charted every snap, so I mean I'll trust you. Um, I know I can only remember one missed tackle, and that was the one out in space. If I'm recalling, was that on a short pass? I want to say, but anyway, there was one there was one tackle out in space that he missed, and. Um, I, and that's the only one I can recall. But, I mean, I believe you. I mean, even though you're talking smack about my boy Benny, but that's okay. Everybody's I'm, got their boy. And everybody's, everybody's got, got a second game to play. Boy. I just, man, I just really enjoyed watching the Chiefs defensive line. And this is without Chris Jones, mind you, who I'm guessing will be their best player when he returns, which I'm trying to remember what the time. I know he's starting to practice now. I personally think that if, like, Saturday had been a regular season game, I think, we might have seen him. Um, but, you know, in the preseason, man, they're being cautious. And I like that because, man, you saw what happened with you saw what happened with Odell. I I don't need that in my life. I don't need Chris. I don't need Chris Jones getting hurt. That's that would be a great way to make me go. Oh, about this year. Um, but even without Chris Jones, the defensive line looks stout. But if Chris Jones got hurt, then maybe you see your boy Pat Mahomes. <laughs> I don't think Andy Reid's the type of guy that um I just don't think even with Chris Jones hurt I don't I think this defense I don't think this team's going to have enough of a losing record to see Mahomes because of something like that. No, I know. I just had to give you a hard time. Oh, my boy. I know Mahomes is your I know Mahomes is your boy. Oh, yeah, that's me leading the charge to to bench Alex Smith. I'll tell you what. Man. Exactly. Oh, I've just had my my <laughs> timeline is a mess, guys. It is it happens. It does. Let's be fair. When is your timeline not a mess, though? You know, lately it's it's been been interesting. Although, man, there's a lot of people that have a lot of great things to say too, and so that's fun. But like, I mean, I'm I man, people have really they don't really like my Alex takes these days. And I, the funny thing is, I don't feel like I've changed my opinion on Alex. <laughs> so I'm not sure what happened because it used to be like all the people that hated Alex were like, ah, oh, you're just being biased. And now like all the people that don't like Alex are like, man, that's a great take. I'm like, what? That I have the same opinion of the guy. 
And frankly, I think he's going to do really well this year. So I don't know what we're arguing about, but whatever. But no, I just, the, the front line in general, I mean, like Alan Bailey's looking good. Yeah. And so I, that he was such an underrated guy returning. Um, I think, you know, you know, we're like, Oh yeah, Alan Bailey will be back. You know, that'll be nice. He'll, he'll be okay to have around, but he's looked good. And with Nacho really emerging too, I think you're going to have a, a, a four guy rotation on the defensive line of really strong guys against the run. What about Miller? You know, five. I'm sorry. I don't know why I keep. Did he? You know what? This is a terrible question for me to ask because this is like my job. He didn't play, did he? No, he didn't. He's out. I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to ease him back. I don't know that he plays until maybe even week one. He might not play. Right. Well, and the thing is, he's what a nine year vet. I mean, he's going to be fine. You know, well, and he's mean, out of shape, and that's understandable because of the Achilles. I mean, it's not like he's lazy. It's just that he's out of shape because he is trying to rehab from the Achilles, and they brought him in because they want the run stuffing ability. Yeah. So, you know, he's yeah, he's another solid guy. I really liked his film in Jacksonville against the run. The dude cannot rush the passer to save his life, but against the run, he's really stout. Like just this shade of Benny Logan stout against the run. I was super impressed, and I was kind of amazed that he was available in July. Yeah. I found that a little bit surprising as well. So, I mean, but anything to bolster the run defense, I think that's the, the weakest point for this defense. Okay, I have, to, I have to ask a different question. I know we hadn't talked about talking about this, but I want to discuss it. What do you guys think about what it says about Paxton Lynch not being the starter in Denver? <laughs> no, I'm serious because if you look at this situation, Kansas City – and I'm not trying to say Patrick Mahomes is not going to start next year. I think he will, but I think it's not indicative of him of anything bad if he doesn't start next year. Well, I think he's playing behind Alex Smith, and Paxton Lynch is playing behind Trevor Simeon. Yep. And there's your difference. Um, no, absolutely. Yeah, not that Simeon doesn't have some okay traits, but I mean, like even his quote unquote good plays last year were mostly just blindly chucking the ball up and like Emmanuel Sanders making a good play. He had a few de- he had a few good plays, but I mean, he's he does not make good decisions as a quarterback, and he's just not that good. He came in as supposedly a more pro ready prospect than who am I thinking of? Oh, some oh, d- does it does it name does it rhyme with um, Matrick? <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Exactly. <laughs> I, I couldn't come. I couldn't, I couldn't just, come up with anything better. Yeah, no, that was yeah. I was like, man, because it took a minute. I was like, oh, this is gonna be good. But no, I just it just baffles me. Like he's so bad. It just goes to show you know people can talk about you know system someone was in snaps under center footwork and blah blah blah. At the end of the day, sometimes it's like, can you play? And Patrick, or Patrick, and, and Paxton Lynch cannot play. <laughs> he just can't. But what's crazy is you look back last year, people thought Kansas City was going to go get Paxton Lynch. He could be in Kansas City right now. That would man. Well, let me defend him just since no one else is here. And, and folks, don't be worried. This is still a Chiefs podcast. Don't, don't be alarmed. But here's the difference. And I like Paxton Lynch's arm. I thought he was the third quarterback coming out of that draft. And the difference to me is Andy Reid. You put Lynch in his system with Reed coaching him, and I think he's light years ahead of where he is in Denver. I still don't think he's Pat Mahomes, but I think he's markedly different. I think that's fair. 
Um, you know, you, you, you end up in a system that protects you a little bit. Denver system doesn't, in my opinion, protect our quarterbacks all that much. I personally think Denver, I'm going to laugh my butt off if Denver finishes like six and 10 this year. That would be so great. I cannot describe how happy that would make me. My house will be happier. I'll tell you that. (laughs) No, you will be happy. Your wife will not, but that's fine. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. No. But anyway, yeah. Sorry to derail us into into Denver stuff. I just uh, that yeah that whole. Well, no. Wait. Chris derailed us into Denver stuff. No, I, I derailed us. I just wanted to know your opinion because I think to it's me, I just think it's I think it's funny. Yeah. One, and I do think it's something that's going to affect Kansas City this year because you look at a Denver team. If Paxton Lynch could have taken a step forward, maybe that's a better team this year. But I don't know that they're going to be somebody to worry about. And really, the two running backs you're going to have to worry about are Marshawn Lynch and Melvin Ingram. Not Melvin Ingram, Melvin Gordon. Yeah. You know, I will say, you know, the Denver Broncos lost. They had the biggest loss of the offseason of any team in the, yeah, in the NFL. Wow. Wade Wade Phillips. Biggest loss of any team in the NFL this year. Because that guy is the best defensive coordinator in the league, and it's not even close. It's so interesting. I I I looked at a graphic um that someone had up there showing defenses before Wade Phillips and after Wade Phillips. And the I difference guess. yeah, it's insane. Um he is that good. And it it happened that way with Denver, if you remember. Um you know, they they were a good defense before he got there. He arrived and they just went nuts. You know the guy he reminds me of the most? Buddy Ryan. Yeah. Buddy couldn't be a head coach to save his life. But right. you give him a defense and a couple of guys that can attack, and he was home free. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And Ryan would be crying still to, the, to this day if uh, Wade Phillips would have been hired in Kansas City um, and Bob Sutton would have been shown the door on the way out after the AFC Championship game. But... <laughs> You know, my question, no, no, you're not. (laughs) No, my question to both of you is what is that going to do for Denver's defense? I mean, I have my own opinions, but what do you guys think? They're going to be worse. They lost. I I don't care what, I mean, look, I think Shane Ray can play, but he's, he's not DeMarcus Ware. Even if Ware wasn't as quite as dominant as he'd been in previous years, he was still a factor. And we saw him twice. I mean, he was still a factor. He could still really play. They're going to be worse. I, I, and, and look, there's no guarantees in football, right? I mean, who knows? A miracle could happen. But you can't tell me because, I mean, I'm trying to think across the board, you know, player-wise, they didn't upgrade anywhere. They didn't. They, not they, on defense, no. Not, not on defense. They stayed the same, which is fine. They got a great defense, but for one thing, um, on their, I mean, they were weak against the run. Well, weaker against the run last year than they've been in previous years. I don't know if they've done anything to really fix that this year. They are wildly dependent on Derek Wolf along the defensive line. And didn't he get hurt? Or he did. He okay? Ankle he, sprain, not severe, but he he is not a hundred percent. Right. And he's, he is, I mean, he is huge on their line because I'm trying to think, and this is something I should know, but did Vance Walker sign there for an extra year or is he gone now? I believe he's gone. They're starting Jared Crick at the other end and they got Pico in the middle. Yeah, I guess, I mean, maybe, maybe Pico will do all right. 
Um, he's they got- drafted Gotsis. Uh, they're they're pretty high on him. I think you know. I think honestly for for the Chiefs and what they need to do, it's it's looking at like at Todd Davis and trying to find somewhere to run on uh, yeah. because you know they still have, in my opinion, the best secondary in the league. And when Andy's looking to scheme, I think it's got to go through the run game. Marcus Ware and, and and Hunt together. I'm really excited to see what they can do. Oh man, absolutely. It would be really great. I just want to see more games like what we saw last year in the first game against the Ravens where they just or the Ravens, the Raiders where they just ran it down their throat. Yes, please. That was fantastic. And I think with Ware and Hunt, I think you can do that. With Ware Hunt and CJ Spiller, I think you can do that. Okay, so, so you went there. I have to ask, do you think that West doesn't make the team? I think right now I'd put Spiller in the lead. Do you think they keep four running backs? No. Yeah, that's where I am. I think they might. C.J. Spiller gets hurt a lot, guys. I that's think they true. Might have to keep. Four. Yeah, but West, but West hasn't been healthy. I know. I'm just saying. You got well, two then, guys so, for Gile in the third and fourth spots. Yeah, two two to get two brittle guys together, and they're like one player. Maybe problem solved. <laughs> can, we, can we do that for Philip Gaines at corner too? Oh, poor Philip. Man, you know, the guy gets put on an island against AJ Green during preseason where there's no scheming to stop the guy. And then Dalton made a couple like cuz Justin Houston, by who by the way, was absolutely coasting on snaps against Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. There is like no doubt in my mind. I was watching. I was like, he's not even trying. I just didn't want him to trip over his shoelaces. Well, and I think that's. I honestly, I've noticed that with Houston in that second game, there were snaps. He took snaps off. He absolutely did, and I couldn't care less because you'll see him turn it. He turned it on a couple times, and he just blew right past the right tackle, and that was pretty funny. It's like um, Justin but, Houston, right? So but you're like, saying, so you're saying it's not an effort thing. It's a preseason thing. Well, no, I I think it's a I think it's an effort thing. I I think Houston's just like, yeah, this is preseason. Well, but that's my point. He's not going to do that in the regular season. No, no, he's too competitive. That guy, right. he's you look him in the eyes and you stare into the abyss, man. That guy's so scary. But I was just going to say, um, with regards to Philip Gaines, poor poor Gaines, because what happened on a few snaps is Houston or Ford, they did a pretty good job. They applied pressure a few times. And Dalton, who isn't my favorite quarterback, but one skill that he does have, he's not bad at avoiding pressure, um, you know, and getting out of the pocket. He, he can do that sometimes, especially against the Chiefs. And so he... Yeah, well, I mean, crud. You'll never, I'll never forget the last time they played him in the regular season. He was unbelievable. Um, and and so there were a couple snaps where Gaines ended up in coverage of AJ Green for like five or six seconds. Yep. And then everyone's like, "Oh, well, he's terrible." I'm like, "No one could do that." Yeah. No well, <laughs> you're lucky you weren't sitting around with the people I was sitting around. I was like, because everybody was just ba- bagging on him. I'm like, he's playing against a top three wideout. And there's no defensive scheme. It's all just base defense. Yeah. Cover A.J. Green. Uh, if okay. I have to. <laughs> yeah, if I have to. Well, the thing is, and poor Gaines, because really one of his big weaknesses was on display, because he was in position, and it's like, bro, stick your arm out. You know, which is like, crazy, because he had like 30-some-odd PBUs coming out of college. I know. I know. I don't. He's got you know, I like, head, man. I don't know where he's at, but something's changed. He, yeah. You're, you're making you're you're making Seth sad. You know, I think I really do think we're gonna walk away from Philip Gaines's 
time with the Chiefs with a lot of what ifs and what could have beens because physically you watch him and like especially his rookie and second year you know when he wasn't injured and you'd see him just run effortlessly down the field with Emmanuel Sanders and you were like man that dude's fast and he just never quite put it together and so we'll see it's not too late but I really hope Terrence Mitchell gets healthy no, that's another argument you guys could have, but uh, yeah, I, I, I still think they keep. Yeah, I still think Philip Gaines is on the team this year, but it's not going to be something you want. You're going to want him to play with the way he's playing. Yeah, I would agree. Well, that's it for us today, folks. We have plenty of other topics, and I, I guess we'll hit Terrence Mitchell next time. Hopefully, he will have been on the field in the meantime. Uh, That'd be sweet. Check out what Seth's doing at Arrowhead Pride. Check us out on, on Arrowhead Addict, on Chiefs Digest, everywhere we're writing. we got a ton of stuff. As we get closer to the season, it's only going to pick up speed. So thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. And, yes, we still have an announcement coming, hopefully sometime later this week or late this week or early next. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Chiefs podcast. While you're out there, give us a rating or review. And reach out to us on Twitter at Ryan Tracy NFL and at Chris Clark NFL. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs>